0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast, connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed internet at home, so students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now, they're ready for anything. Oh, it's you again. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) Oh. I remember. You used to do the show.
1: <laughs> I used to be somebody. Uh. <laughs> you know, Bob, I was out for a, a couple of weeks. Well, let me back up a little bit. You know, uh, a handful of weeks ago, a month or two ago, the Blue Man Group was here and uh, for a tiny desk. And they left behind this big box of Twinkies. And I saw that and I thought, oh, my God, I've got to have one of those Twinkies. I couldn't think of the last time I'd had a Twinkie, Right. right. And you said no. You said, no, I couldn't have I it. I guarded t- that box and yeah, kept you, it sealed. You were like, and I was like, you monster. I just want a Twinkie. Can you, you, you can't give up one Twinkie out of that whole box? That's for your own good. Yeah. So I come back from my vacation and uh, my my desk, which I like to keep serial killer clean, on it was a note from you and a single Twinkie <laughs> waiting for <laughs> me. And I thought, oh, you really do love me. You really do care. So Thank I'm, I'm going to... Try this thing now. I mean, it's probably been 30 years since I had a Twinkie. Wow. So I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but uh, we'll see here.
0: Oh, that's really good. twinkie worked.
1: Yeah, if that's not the sound of me high on a twinkie then uh, I don't know what it is. That that song is called Hidden Driver by a band called Level Up LVL Up. Level Up four friends who met in college at SUNY Purchase and somewhat upstate New York. <laughs> Uh, they've been playing together for just a few years and, and recently signed to sub pop. You know, when I first got back from vacation, I, I mentioned to you, I said, I don't know what it is, but everything I'm listening to, I love right now. And I don't know. And you said, well, it's because you're, you're, you know, you were just, you're, yeah, yeah, you're just on vacation. But I think this is undeniably uh Awesome, Level Up, it, it, you know, I don't want to take anything away from any band when I say they sound like someone else, but the similarities to Neutral Milk Hotel on that cut and, and the, the rest of this record, Return to Love is the name of the record.
0: Uh, they it, recorded it on the same cassette player. Yeah, I think. basically. <laughs> it's just,
1: it is just such a dirty recording of that guitar. It's just so nice. Um, guitarist Dave Bitton of Level Up said that he was inspired by the... Guitarist Dave Binton of the band Level Up says that he he wrote the song Hidden Driver um, based in part on the website HiddenDriver.com. This is a website for the that showcases the creative projects of Laura Hanna and Astra Taylor. These are they're artists and activists. And Dave Binton said that the, the phrase Hidden Driver was just stuck in his head and it mm. felt so mysterious and meaningful to him and his own narrative unfolded out of that. Um, and it can be taken, and I start thinking about it, it can be taken in so many different ways. In the computer world, a hidden driver is related to a virus or something that's running on your computer. Or, I see. Or it could be hidden driver like some invisible force that's motivating you to do something, right? I, I like the levels of, of meaning in that. Uh, Level Up, in fact, the band. Level Up, the record Return to Love is out September
0: 23rd, and it is a good one. The last time we talked uh, it was Friday night. It was late. I had to skip my contra dance band. Which you never <laughs> do. When you told me you were skipping your contra dance, I thought
1: the whole earth was going to just come to a screeching halt. And... I did.
0: And, and it was because we knew of the release of uh, two new songs by Bon Bear. There's a new record coming out called 22 A Million. It comes out September 30th.
1: That's the easiest name to pronounce on the on this <laughs> That's collection. Right, <laughs> it,
0: so every title's made of numbers, made mm-hmm. of uh, some and way, of shape, symbols. or form. 22's meant a lot to him in his life. Twos have meant a lot to him in his life, and you see this patterning throughout the record. The record is completely such a leap for Justin Vernon and band. There's hardly any like guitar, did you, I mean, this guitar. Acoustic guitar. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, you hear it a little here and there, but the stuff that made up that record for Emma forever ago, which was forever ago, is almost 10 years now, oh, right? Yeah. Those hints are, are basically gone. Much more uh, digitized, altered, less steady drum beats you don't hear. Any of the formula that was part of rock and folk music is pretty much gone. We heard lots of that in the last record, the Bonnie Iver, bon Iver. record it was mm. five years ago. Wow, really? I know. Anyway, so uh, let let me play. Uh, the two cuts are online, but I'm going to play the uh, the opening cut to the record. It's called 22, parentheses, over soon. Reflection on uh, trying to find meaning in life and maybe realizing that there isn't any beyond what it is. I've been saying but that we, for years. Yeah, but you, you take it as you want.
2: It might be over soon
3: I'm standing at the station
0: beautiful really is the album is a good sit down you know and again and again just to sit down and listen it's not something i'm going to put on in the background while i'm hanging out with friends Mm -hmm. maybe even less of a car ride record too yeah and i like that it took me a bit there's a lot a lot of voice processing all over the record Mm -hmm. that got in the way for me of Mm -hmm. understanding the words uh, so that was a frustration, but more listenings. So I think I think it was Chuck Berry who said, make, make it so you can't understand the words because then they'll listen to it more. Right, yeah. Um, and so there's that. The band performed the, the entire album live Friday night, and then after the concert was over, which included 10 saxophones called the... That's the awesome. uh the, <laughs> the, the sax of... Uh, shh, I'll leave out the rest of the word. <laughs> <laughs> um, after they performed the album, uh, they then released these two tracks. Andrea Swenson from The Current wrote a nice little piece. She was there at the concert, so you can look at that on The Current's website.
1: You know, a lot of people, when, when Bon Iver got into Justin Vernon, started playing around with autotune. It left a lot of his fans of his acoustic work sort of scratching their heads and thinking, where did this come from? And I started thinking back to that record for Emma Forever Ago, and there's the song Wolves Act 1 and 2. And uh, listen to this little part here on this song. It's very subtle. That's a guitar. So the voice is clean there. What might have been Isn't yeah. That little ba da ba Totally. He's just playing around with it there. And when I first heard that, you know, years ago, I assumed it was just a synthesizer or something like that. But I realize now, in retrospect, he was dipping his toe into the whole auto tune world, and he's just doubled down on it.
0: Since right. then, so yeah.
1: it's not a complete mystery. There were there
0: were little hints. A natural progression for me right now would be to go to the song by um, Lamb Chop.
1: I saw there's a new Lamb Chop record, but I, I
0: haven't listened to any of it yet. How is it? Well, I was. Oh wait a minute! I, Are I, you saying I,
1: that Lamb Chop also gets into the whole world of auto tune? And... Well,
0: it, voice processing. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they use uh, I think a different box. There's a TC Electronics voice box, mm-hmm. but yeah. You want to hear it? Uh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so Lamp Chop, uh, you probably know f- more from uh, living down south. and Yeah, Athens. I used to
1: see them in Athens from time to time. They'd come down and play with Vic Chestnut. So I want to say first time I saw them was a good 25 years ago, maybe. Wow,
0: so they've been mu- making music since the late 80s. Um, and Kurt's based in South Nashville, one of our earliest Tiny Desk Concerts. As well as Vic Chestnut. Yeah, was, yeah. And Vic Chestnut was, I think, second. Right. Yeah, right after Laura Gibson. But there's always a, a kind of a beauty and grandeur to Lampchop's music, though it's brass would be the biggest, maybe, part of their sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the heart of it is his dulcet tones, right? Yeah, a beautiful sonorous voice. So uh, I'm going to play here uh, a new song from Lampchop. It's from a new record that's called Flotus, FL. First lady of the United States? Well, one would think so. But I'll come back and tell you what hmm. he says it stands for. I'm going to play a song called NIV. Nothing simple anymore. Hmm. I think that's okay,
1: That's pretty awesome. Right? Uh, I, I love that so much more than I, I thought I was going to. It's almost like they, they use voice processing on that cut that's more the way Radiohead might do it than you might think in, like I don't know, a typical R&B song or something like that.
0: Or They're greatly respectable of a band of Kraftwerk, for example. Yeah. So that part of electronic music, which I don't know if you remember this, but two years ago maybe, a year and a half, two years ago, there was a record by a group called Hecta. It's A-T-C-T-A, and it was uh, an electronic music band that Kurt Wagner had put together with a few oh, yeah. other folks. And uh, that hinted at his love for electronic music. He says that this record, he says these songs are sort of an homage to the Daily Urban sa- sound uh, track of modern R&B, soul, hip-hop, Kendrick Lamar, Kanye West, Frank Ocean. Uh, shabazz palaces all garbled through grocery store speakers and tiny cell phones (laughs) (laughs) which is great and then uh, talking about the the idea of all these voice processing he says overall artists like myself have been using the same production techniques forever letting technology enhance and further a sound but not really taking it to a new place technology bending to the will of the creator became playful, complex, and exciting to hear on repeat with a structure still open to interpretation. Here's a guy 30 years on making music who's yeah. looking to expand the way he's making music. It's pretty cool. So this record, this new uh lamp-top record called FLOTUS doesn't come out till November 4th. It doesn't stand for First Lady of the United States, but it stands for for Love Often Turns Us Still. Chop. you know. Last week we also got new music, new slash old music from The White Stripes. This was a this is an acoustic, uh, couple of records set with uh, looking at like spanning a history of Jack White with acoustic instruments, right?
1: Right. Jack White has a has a new, I guess, compilation coming out called Acoustic Recordings from nineteen ninety eight to twenty sixteen. Um, and it's from his work with the White Stripes, the rock on tours, his own solo work. And one of the songs that he included on this new uh, collection is a song called City Lights, which was originally recorded as a White Stripes song for their record Get Behind Me Satan in 2005. Uh, and Jack White says he forgot all about that this song and then rediscovered it while putting together a vinyl edition of Get Behind Me Satan for Record Store Day last year. Anyway, he's now releasing it on this new collection, and it is an acoustic song, so it fits perfectly with this collection. Uh, it's just a very sweet, lovely little song called uh, City Lights. Let's give a listen. ¶¶
2: those estando... that
0: a song like that and then go, nah, (laughs) nah,
1: it's it's junk, I'm not putting this on my record.
0: Well, I mean, you know, it may not have fit. Like, where where did that fit in there? And Get Behind Me, Satan. Right. Yeah, I guess so. But it is... uh, (laughs) I just think, yeah, yeah, it's... it's
1: pretty great. Yeah, it's just a lovely little reflective song that's sort of about coming to terms with um, who you are in the world and yearning for someone who can make you feel whole. It's not at all a, an unfamiliar sound for the white Stripes. I mean, they've had no. songs like this, uh, you know, uh, on lots of their records over the years. Um, and this one's on the Jack-White Acoustic Recordings that is coming out September 9th.
0: That music reminds me so much of uh, Joan Shelley and Nathan Salzberg who played together mm-hmm. uh, that beautiful kind of um, finger-picked folk music. Mm-hmm. When I went to see Joan Shelley. I ran into Thor Harris. Mm -hmm. Thor Harris uh, now plays with a fellow named Adam Torres. I hope I'm not throwing too many names here, but it all connects. Well, huh. Thor
1: Harris, he's a percussionist. He, we first discovered him in the band Shearwater a number of years ago. And, right. and now he's sort of, he's such a figure, in the, uh, I don't even know <laughs> how to describe him, but it, well, his name sort of says it all. His yeah. name is Thor, and he's sort of in, involved in so many different projects. Uh, he builds his own instruments. He's, yeah. for
0: many years, people know him from swans, playing percussion in mm-hmm. swans. But now he's got this project called Thor and Friends, his own stuff. And he opened for Amanda Palmer recently at the 930 Club, and I got to see the project. It's a lot of xylophones and a lot of percussion instruments. It's yeah. kind of reminds me of a more uh, full-sounding uh, version of the Steve Reich's of the world. And then... Um, there's Mellotron and pianos and all sorts of stuff in it. I want to play something from a record he's got coming out October 7th called Thorn Friends. And I'm going to play a song called Crusades. <laughs>
1: Interesting sound. Right. And was Thor on uh, xylophone or vibraphone or whatever? When
0: I saw him live, I think he was on a xylophone, mm-hmm. of which there were three on stage. Nice. <laughs> right. Imagine touring with three xylophones. And there were also lots of other instruments. There's a lot of percussion instruments and uh, there was a violin player. I can't remember all the instruments. Obviously, on this, we have uh, what sounded like an oboe mm-hmm. uh, playing there. So, Thor and Friends comes out October 7th.
1: Is a largely instrumental record? Yes, yeah, Yeah. which is
0: nice. It's been a nice... The Bon Iver and the Thor and Friends records and the Lamp Chop record were my weekend, Mm -hmm. like just going between those. And they're really amazing, beautiful moods and people pushing the envelope. I've been thinking about the state of rock music, although you played a great rock cut. Kurt's right in many ways when Kurt Wagner, when he says that, you know, we've been using a lot of the same technologies which aren't getting anywhere new. I mean, the little micro steps and little changes here and there but these three cuts that I that I play today I think are out of the box for the artists who are doing them and it's pretty cool
1: you know, I don't want to digress too much here, but what I spent my entire two weeks listening to when I was off for two weeks, I was moving. I listened to one record over and over, and it was Black Star by David Bowie. It took me forever to get into that record. Wow. But uh, I finally had a moment with it, and it just stretched over the period of, of two weeks. And you talk about using some technology to come up with new sounds. I mean, just, just, I know we've talked about it before, but just listen to the sounds at the end of this song called Sue. Incredible!
4: Yeah, it's such it's, a
0: great band that, that Donny McCaslin and uh, his band taking a jazz band and making rock and roll out of it. I just got goosebumps. Just, oh. The percussion on
1: this yeah. whole record are just out of this world. Anyway, anyone who missed Black Star when it came out or didn't connect with it, give it give it some time and give your give yourself some headspace to really soak it in because it, it was one of the most rewarding listens I've had all year. The time I spent with that that's so great. Yeah, it's, and uh, still a bite of your. Twinkie there. I think you ought to. I had to stop. I started it. getting the shakes. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't finish this thing. <laughs> I'll have a myocardial have infarction. Yeah, I got to go <laughs> pick up the kids from school in ten minutes. Um, okay, look. Back in two thousand four, I visited some friends in Scotland, and there were two records that they were playing over and over again every time we were in the car. It was. Franz Ferdinand's debut record, which had just come out in a band from Scotland, so they were really hot on them, and a record called Here Be Monsters by an artist named Ed Harcourt. Now, I'd never heard of Ed Harcourt. He's a, he's an artist from London, but I was absolutely in love with that record. I bought that and the Franz Ferdinand record uh, at a shop in Edinburgh before I boarded a plane to fly back to the States, and and that record by Ed Harcourt is still in rotation hmm. in, in my collection. Ed Harcourt has a new record coming out. It is called Furnaces. It's coming out at the end of this week. And this is a record that came out of the exasperation that he feels with the state of the world. It's hard not to, if you pay attention to any headline these days, to not feel some exasperation. And, uh, but he was focused particularly on what he calls the menace of men in the world, uh, what men have done historically to each other, to the environment, to women and children. And this song that I want to play from the Furnace's record and, and Ed Harcourt uh, is particularly about political corruption and, and the ways that people in society are, are manipulated. And uh, I, I wrote to Ed Harcourt and asked him a little bit about it, and he said, and I'm quoting him here. He says, I don't trust anyone in power, though I know we, I know we need to have certain people in responsible positions who can make important decisions. Uh, but we've always been lied to. And when you see all the evidence that connects the elite, big businesses and secret societies together, it's very disheartening. I guess it's been like this for years. A lot of the time, we're being distracted by one issue so as not to draw attention to a different issue. And thus, the government gets away with what it truly wants, which is absolute power and manipulation over its citizens. And he admits that that's a cynical way of looking at the world. But um, it's hard not to feel that way sometimes. And I get it. One of the things Ed Harcourt does so well in the Venn diagram of making music is he hits the sweet spot of where his music is very moody, a bit reflective, very arresting textures and sounds and then sometimes really noisy and you hear all of that on this cut from Ed Harcourt's new record Furnaces. This song is There is a Light Below. I'm gone. I know. You are out of here. And you will, you will be sorely missed. Nah, <laughs> nah.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: what are you going to do? Well, I've got knee surgery coming up, so I'm actually going to be out in a couple well, more days, too. So
0: I have a Lisa Hannigan interview that airs Thursday. Fantastic new record she has out, which she made with uh, with Aaron Dessner of The National. So we talk about that. that that's Thursday.
1: I, uh, and, uh, and she has a nice story for how uh, he reached out to her. I yeah. thought it was really, Sweet. really cool. Anyway, Ed
0: Harcourt. Don't ask Stephen on the show. Oh, I won't do that. It's beneath the show's dignity. <laughs> I had a, I had a stoop. <laughs> anyway, good to have you back and goodbye. <laughs> all right, thanks, Bob. We'll see you in a couple weeks. For NPR Music, it's all songs considered. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Check out all of NPR's podcasts at npr.org/podcasts, including 8 of the country's top 20 podcasts according to Podtracks podcast metrics. That's npr.org/podcasts.